2: I'm Alan Watt, and this is Cutting Through the Matrix on February the 15th, 2008. Uh, for those who have just tuned in, I was on earlier, actually an hour ago, I finished the second hour, and I was talking about sterilization that's now been advocated for young females. It's something they're trying to get on the books. Temporary, of course, temporary sterilization. But you know, you know. That nothing is temporary once you get something on the books because this was advocated in Britain of all places where everyone is dependent upon a national health system which is run by the government and once they have you on something I'll guarantee you you'll have to apply to have it reversed or you can't stop it or it continue by itself you can't trust these characters as far as you can throw them and by the size of them on the big fat salaries that's not very far so you have to start using your own common sense it's time the common people use their common sense instead of trusting the experts you know the big shepherds the wolves in sheep's clothing that guide us down this terrible path that was planned a long time ago where they want to annihilate all the useless eaters. You know, all those folk at the bottom, they just don't fit in to uh, an updated mechanical or even electronic new world order. We don't need all those laboring types anymore with the low IQs. I mean, I'm not kidding. This is how they talk about us all and they want to start sterilizing people and getting us used to the idea of it after after all the young girls are having a good time so why what's wrong in just sterilizing them temporarily look into the Daily Mail report I mentioned on that previous show just uh, finished an hour ago I also mentioned a book uh, put out about Charles Darwin and the whole evolution theory nonsense by Ian Taylor the full title of the book is In the Minds of Men Darwin and the New World Order. Excellent book to read. I try to get it at your library if you can, or used. Or if it's not in print, you could order it. I don't get anything for anything I advocate here at all. I don't get paid for what I do for... So people should realize that I live on selling so my own books, which you can get on my website. You'll find out how to order. Or you can send donations to me. It's also on my website, matrix.com. Look into uh, Alan Watts Sentient Sentinel, my other site... Where you can get the, the the languages of Europe have have basically transcribed all my different talks, at least not all of them, but again, they're getting catching up quickly, and you can print them up and pass them round to your friends in the different languages of Europe. Quite quite a good way to get the message out, because we're living in such a, a transient phase now. we we're, we're we're speeding up. Nothing is still for a day day to day being bombarded by a coordinated media like a coordinated barrage of information which is meant really to guide our thoughts it's not our thoughts at all it's their thoughts which become our thoughts and we work their plan into existence by accepting what the experts tell us step by step by step it's pretty pretty disgusting but it's also very perfected in its technique been on the go for an awful long time so they're, they're in Australia they're trying to uh, bring in a, 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 an electronic form of basically sterilizing the males where someone with a remote on and off button like a doctor's office can trigger you so that the sperm can come through or it won't come through the vans deferens and this is how far they're going with all of this and I'll, I'll guarantee you, the, the people at the bottom will be told it's a good thing for them, and they'll believe the experts again. It's always the same con job. I'll be back with more after the following messages. Hello, I'm on Watt, and this is Cutting Through the Matrix. I was talking in the last couple of hours, I filled in for John Stadmiller about sterilization amongst one of the topics, but really how the whole generation they're now targeting for sterilization was encouraged, and so was the previous generation, to do nothing but indulge in sex, sex, sex. That was highly promoted, heavily promoted, really from the 60s onwards, incessant from the top down, not from the bottom up. Everything comes from the top in culture creation to get the particular desired effects occurring within society so they can then present you with what they wanted all along, the solutions. The solutions they've written so much about to start bringing down the population of what they think of as useless eaters, those who simply won't fit in to uh, a technological type New World Order, A Brave New World, all the laboring type classes that H.G. Wells spoke about in some of his various books, fiction and non-fiction. And they've trained children to put all of their information up on the internet, because in this Brave New World, everything about you and everyone else is supposed to be made available to the authority. The authority, the world authority. The world authority that's already here, just lurking behind the fronts that still remain, the fronts, the old fronts of governments, of nations. The big authority is behind them all, set up, waiting to go. And all this stuff to do with telephones all going down, uh, then the internet going down and so on as cables get slashed, and satellites, even today, getting revamped. It's all to do with the National Security Agency piping all information through the same system, which will be theirs. They want the first dibs at all the info that's going around the world because we're living in an age where you'll be controlled completely from birth to death, eventually, by governmental authorities. And how are they training the children to do this? Well, they've trained them to forget all about privacy. They don't know what privacy means. This is an article from the WashingtonPost.com, and it was written on January the 24th. The title is In Cyberspace, Everyone Can Hear You Scream by Mark Fisher. Now, they say the kid, everywhere it's the kid, and I refuse to go along with her dehumanizing uh, neologisms. A kid is a young goat, which dehumanizes the child. So I'll replace it with the proper words. The child knows no boundaries, but neither does the adult. The high school senior is so lost in a hyper-public YouTube world that he thinks nothing of forwarding a private phone call to the entire planet. The wife of the Fairfax County Schools Administrator, the child called at home, is understandably miffed about the invasion into her private sphere, Yet she returns fire with a shockingly disproportionate blast of rage. Every once in a while, a story confronts us with just how deeply divided we are. And how little we realize it in Washington Post reporter Michael Allison Chandler's tale of how Lake Braddock Secondary School senior, Devraj Corey, called the chief operating officer of the Fairfax system to ask why schools weren't shut during last week's light snowfall there are no good guys being out there. There's only a confrontation with the gulfs that separate digital children from analogue parents and new concepts of community from old notions of responsibility. No one in a story like this sees himself as having done wrong. When Corey called Administrator Dean Tistad's home number to voice his opinion that school ought to be closed, he thought he was standing up for himself and his fellow students just as adults often encourage children to do. The idea that he crossed a line by calling an adult's home is an alien concept to people who chronicle their very, their every social encounter on Facebook or MySpace. We are the cell phone generation, Cory said. We are used to being reached at all times. There, as one reader put it, who has a home phone anymore? Nor would someone who thinks like that pause before posting on YouTube the temperate response he received to his adolescent plea for a snow day similarly when Candy Pistad returned Corrie's call and left a message referring to the students her husband serves as snotty nosed little brats and urged Corrie to get over it, she did call her kid and go to school she could not have imagined that her righteous tirade would be enshrined on the web and on page one of the Washington Post It used to be you could have an inappropriate or rude conversation with someone and it would stay private, said Ron McLean, director of the Parkmount School in the district and the parent of teenagers in the Montgomery County Schools. There's a much fuzzier line between public and private now. This is a case where the technology has outpaced our ability to cope with its effects. As parents, we are way behind. At home and at work, McLean says... He sees boundaries dissolving. I send my child a text message and expect an answer at the end of the day, but I hear right back while he's in English class. I didn't mean for that to happen, but for children, that's how they converse. They don't leave their friends like we did to go home to your family and to your homework. Their conversations just keep going all through the night. In the Fairfax case, the child was clearly out there blame technological change all you want but even today most teens wouldn't dare call a school administrator at home heck most teens I know consider phone conversations as enticing as a bowl of anthrax when it comes to speaking to anyone in authority if they can can't type it they'd rather not say it Corrie was out to press some buttons so this is as much a matter of etiquette as digital revolution some readers think Corey will get his in a few years when he's on the job market employers will google him and toss him his summary in the trash Uh, one online commenter said technology bites both ways and they say kid again that may be an overly optimistic reading that kind of chuchpa may reward him in a culture where people value that kind of cheeky behaviour McLean says heaven help us or maybe teachers can still help Julie Good, who runs a program at Richard Montgomery High School in Rockville that trains students interested in being teachers, agrees that boundaries have shifted but says that teachers who move in step with young people will usually be rewarded with civil and appropriate behavior. I gave my children my cell phone, my office phone, my home phone, my three emails and my Facebook, she says. This is a 24-7 job. I've never had a problem with children abusing it. As for the YouTube posting in the Fairfax case, hey, it's called freedom of speech, Goose says, reminding me that at this age, impulse control hasn't kicked in fully. And it goes on and on and on, but what's telling you really is that the boundaries that used to be there, the protected privacy, which were really social norms, you learned them as you grew up, have disappeared. And the children themselves are used to talking to ...or having information put up there for thousands to see... ...they don't understand what privacy is anymore... ...and that is a tyrant's dream... ...a tyrant's dream... ...tyrants all down through the ages... ...and that goes for the authorized ones too... ...and the ones who wear crowns and all the rest of it... ...used to hire thousands of spies... ...sometimes in a city like London... ...they had one and a half thousand spies... ...full time in the 1800s and the early 1900s... ...just going round bars and listening to the gossip to keep the tabs on everything that was happening now they don't have to do that anymore we give them all the information they, they need to know about what we're doing, what we're thinking are we are we adapting to all our indoctrinations are we copying all the, the media spin that we're given do we pirate it back to our friends it's perfect for the tyrant to keep tabs on everything it's never happened before And most of all, it was planned this way, planned this way. A long, long, long time ago. A hundred years ago, some of them even had inklings into the type of technology that would be used and gave these little impressions of what they thought was going to come in order to do it. H.G. Wells thought they'd have to do it simply by mandating And making government so huge, so incredibly huge, even local government, that you need permission from various departments of bureaucracies to do anything. He thought that was a swell idea. Now we have the semblance of a freedom, but in reality your life is an open book. What you eat, what you buy. And most folk now are cashless, they don't use uh, paper money or anything else at all. It's all cashless. As long as it's made convenient, they will sell their souls. And they'll give all of their information out there for all to see. They have nothing to hide. They'll tell the authorities. They'll tell you they have nothing to hide. Missing the main point that privacy is also a survival mechanism. You need privacy to survive. You need to retain your own thoughts. To survive in this world Never mind the crazy people That are out there That you have to mix with too But you also have to retain Little intuitions And listen to them And don't voice them To other people As regards to what's happening Around you In your immediate environment Or what you feel Is coming down the pipe Towards you But government Will have a field day And are having a field day through the big agencies the agencies that are above in fact governments like the National Security Agency which really is an international security agency probably the the international one in fact all info has been piped through the same systems to make it easier to collect all data across the whole planet on every single being And that's just part of the brave new world. It's disgusting to read about it many years ago. What they plan to do is even more disgusting having to live through it. It's like a rerun to a few people like myself. Be back with more after the following messages. Hi folks, I am Alan Watt and this is Cutting Through the Matrix and I was just informed that there's this voice distortion going on. It's odd phenomenon that's been happening today because I know the satellites, for instance, uh, were out this morning. That's for uploading to the Internet, where I am. And uh, I think they're probably rerouting stuff back through the NSA, etc. And now the voice, which is going through regular telephone, has got some kind of echo and distortion on it. So... There's nothing much I can do about that right now. That's out of my hands and sort of the technicians' hands, I think. It's somewhere in between where the routing is going on. And I've noticed that before over this last couple of years. Odd phenomenon happening like that. Even all the servers, I am sure, have got special routers going all the way through the NSA. Everything is being routed through the big agencies now for total information network and we're the last to know anything about it that one day will be a way to punish people uh, for speaking out in fact will be to cut you off uh, from any means of speaking out until you start behaving yourself social approval social disapproval that's what they'll use i'm sure but uh, i'll take a caller now i've got mike from maryland there are you there mike
1: uh, yes, uh, thanks for taking the call. I really enjoy listening to your program. It's really interesting. I, I noticed that you'd like to talk a lot about authors and you're obviously well read and not as well read as maybe some people, but maybe better than others. But I thought I would mention this, this one author to you and maybe get your opinion on him. What do you think of his quality of writing or if he has a certain message or if you think he's under control, then you will order it. But the author I have in mind is Herman Hess. You yes. read his books, and what's your opinion on him?
2: Uh, on what particular topic, though, on on autism? Uh, uh,
1: the, well, you know the author, Herman Hesse. Well, what's your opinion on him? He wrote the, uh, uh, he wrote Siddhartha, uh, Stephen Wolf. Yeah. Uh, he's a novelist. I just was wondering, what, what, what do you think of him as a, as an author, and do you think he's? Uh, Part of the cabal, or part of the New World Order crowd, or is he, do you think he's an independent
2: author? I would imagine uh, anyone who claims to fame and who is put out there to be, especially st- something who, who or someone who's pushing what used to be called um, uh, the sort of New Age phenomenon, generally generally is authorized by the top. Uh, you see, you see, MI5 and CIA and MI6 came out not long ago. Uh, admitting that most of the most famous authors for novels and so on and even poets and even, even non-fiction writers um, of, of the, the 20th century uh, were paid by um, these agencies and they, they uh, were given information and told to write around them and, and put out to the public. So anyone who was really made so highly famous uh, it takes big money to promote you to the top. You understand a lot of money passes hands and um, you don't just make it like stardom. Nothing happens in stardom unless you're made of star. And it's pretty well the same in the whole the whole uh, writing business.
1: Well, his last I think his last book that he wrote is pretty interesting. The uh, Glass Dude Game. And it's kind of a post-apocalyptic picture of Western Europe where um, Europe is recovering from uh, a devastating war, probably nuclear, and uh, there's been a host of famines and diseases, and uh, there's kind of like a a renaissance of sorts going on in Western Europe. And the uh, main character is called Magister Lodi, and basically what happens is there's these learning centers that uh, spring up around these uh, revitalized cities, And they kind of combine um, uh, Eastern mysticism with kind of like a new age form of Christianity.
2: I know, I know. You see, this stuff, with the studies turning this stuff in the late 1800s out to the public, it's just the same reiteration of uh, a predictive programming, getting you used to uh, some apocalyptic type of idea and then it giving you this, uh, this new, rosy, wonderful community that's going to come out of it. H.G. Wells was doing the same thing with Shape of Things to Come.
1: It's a, uh, well, it was a really interesting book. I mean, he's it's, it's a good writer. I've read all-
2: they're, they're all good writers, but, but the point is, you see, it's predictive programming. Uh, it, yeah. get, it gets you used to scenarios still to come, but they always twist the outcome and make you actually work towards it, thinking it's going to be a wonderful thing. You know, and, and they do it very well. They're very enticing. They're very good writers, and and the big big authors are paid to do this. They're instructed to do this. In fact, the big the big publishers. I've had uh, authors write me and tell me that the big publishing companies have approached them to write material just like the stuff you're talked about.
1: And the, the reason I brought that up because you were playing a song by Steppenwolf earlier yeah. in your program, and that's where the rock group got its name from the yeah. Herman uh, Hess novel. Yeah. I just thought asking for Well, thanks a lot, and I appreciate your input. You have a good day.
2: Uh, you too. Thanks, Carl. And that's the game we live in. We live in. Um, we, we do love this kind of stuff. We, we lap it up. And as Plato said thousands of years ago, that was a technique that they used then, too. Was to simply uh, uh, make everyone attend theaters. There were traveling theaters in ancient Greece and they watched the public emulate the actors, emulate the dress and fashion that was shown to them. And when they introduced new words and so on, they'd start all using the new words, especially the youth, and the youth would, would go away humming the, the songs that they heard during the play. These are ancient techniques because most of the thoughts that we have are not our own, and especially those that fascinate, uh, fascinate us. And we start to love them. They, they, can, they can grab our fantasies so well, so well. Back with more after these messages. Hi, I'm Alan Watt, and this is Cutting Through the Matrix. It's, as I say, it was difficult from the last caller, it's difficult to not get lost in a good novel or a good movie for a lot of people they get totally lost in it because it's meant to be fascinating we do identify with everything that's in it and we don't realize that our minds get shaped primarily through fantasy and fiction it's an old technique it works very well and think back on the old Star Trek series and how that really did uh, impact a whole generation who became addicted to it great stories we could all relate to the human interest parts of the stories contained in each drama and they were really showing you a multicultural world with the big empire trading. Free trade, you see, was, was behind it all. And they were out there getting new contacts, bringing them into the Federation of Free Trade. And anyone who didn't join was ugly and bad and nasty. And it, that's what portrayed there. That's how we get our thoughts. That's how we're conditioned for things in real life that are happening. And we start to pirate what we see. We even reenact the, in their own lives situations as we saw the actress portray certain situations in dramas. That's what soaps are all about, too. Now go back to the lines, and we got uh, Megan in Pennsylvania. There are you there?
3: Hello, Alan. Yes. Hi, I wondered if they were messing with your phone. And also, uh, just a week or ago, we kept coming up that on your website that we exceeded your bandwidth. No. Yeah. But it did it did go all right over to the net
2: dot net. Uh huh. Are you using a, a, a what kind of phone are you using there?
3: Oh, well, I'm using an AT&T phone. Oh, it's, it's um a portable phone.
2: Portable, yeah. I'm getting the same distortion as as I think listeners are getting from me. <laughs> yeah,
3: the man sounded all right to talk to me though. But anyway, you we were mentioning Star Trek. Yeah. And um, there, weren't they going to cancel that, or it was on a year, you know, cancel it no they claim. No how so many people um rode in and they'll, then they kept it on or it was
2: something that was just a publicity. uh i I'm, I'm sure everything is publicity that happens in it uh, as i say the, the whole point of star trek was just very very good predictive programming of things to come right down to having seven of nine in the later series part cyborg and all of that kind of stuff and uh, uh, that's that's how we accept science as it's eventually given to us because we've seen it portrayed through novels and so on, where it didn't seem so bad. We don't think there's any nefarious purpose behind it because it was given to us through fantasy. Yeah.
3: Now there was just a more college uh, college shooting again when, in this country, and I wondered, um, what do you think? How do you think they put them up to that? Those kids that go nuts.
2: The ones that go nuts, well, you always find the same story that they're on. They're, they're all visiting psychiatrists. They're, they're generally exactly. on... That's
3: the first thing they put down, that they were on meditation.
2: Yeah, they're on Prozac, or one of the, the various uh, varieties that all come under the Prozac group. And um, they have long histories. They're all into certain things on the Internet. Uh, we know that the school shooters at the Columbine were into uh, the trench coat Mafia and... Uh, uh, and one, I suppose it, uh, other singer or something as well, that was into some that rather awful stuff. And they, they portrayed what they were going to do in a school video long before they actually did it. Um, so, so they, they were asked, to, all the children were asked to to enact in a video what they'd like to do. And these guys went through the school with pretend r- rifles, shooting everybody a year before they actually did it for real.
3: What do you
2: think about the cattle and animal
3: mutilations? Do you think it's the government doing that? Of course it is. Oh! And what does it
2: do? that to scare people? S- scare them. They do a lot of stuff to, to to hide their tracks, to to throw them off the track that the UFOs are made here, and uh, to fascinate people who get into all the different mysteries of it all. But it's all done by government agencies. These things are burned out by a laser. That they're surgically removed. But they're also the, the parts that would be removed if you were testing for radiation, too, in an area, and that's the, the, the interesting part about it.
3: Yeah. And I just have one more question. Um, what do you think of those intention studies, you know, where they put, label the water with, like, love, or, and then, then they put negative words on other bottles, and they claim that it changes the, the crystals in the water, that, that, even that Japanese. Man, he he um, has the special camera equipment to take pictures of them, and they label the bottles. Did you
2: hear about that? I I didn't hear about that. Is it something that's being sold, or just? Uh...
3: It's intention. Um, like when you put your intention to something, uh, Lynn McTaggart and Gary Schwartz are doing studies on it,
2: it to see if the if it, if the contents or or the elements can be changed in the water.
3: Well, what they do is um. They'll put labels on the bottle like love or hope, and they'll clown
2: that it challenges the, <laughs> the water. Oh, yeah, yeah. I, I know. They've I, done all these gimmicks for the last hundred years, and, and they, keep, they keep recycling the same gimmicks with different people's names on it they, uh-huh. because we're supposed to be so punch drunk with stupidity that we, we can't tell the difference between fantasy and pretense anymore and reality. And this is this is the rehashed old nonsense that they've been doing forever.
3: No kidding. Well, I love your animals, so you give a hug and a kiss to me. I will do.
2: Okay. Good night. Bye now. And when people too, get caught up in the 9/11 movement, um, it is fine to always understand where one big part, one obvious part of this agenda was kicked off. That was the the big celebration for the big boys kicking that one off uh, with massive destruction which they wrote about in advance in the New American Century program. And, but the thing is, too, we've got to realize where it's all supposed to be going. We have to fight the war that's going on right now, rather than just trying to get these guys to, to come out and tell us the truth. They won't do that. But they won't come out and admit to it. All they have to do is keep ridiculing it and saying nothing. And, and meanwhile, look what's happened since 9-11. That's what we have to stop because we know where it's going right now. We're kind of looking back at the casualties from 2001 and we don't see those casualties occurring every day as a rampage across this agenda, which has taken everybody's rights away and, and we're going into an id world where you won't be able to move or even go into a store without that ID on you. There's no doubt uh, about where we're supposed to be going with this agenda. And they hope to terrify that entire population and to utter compliance with it. And first got to realize that, uh, uh, see, what you're talking to is to a public that can't really differentiate what their rights are anymore. Mo- most people think their rights are the rights to play around, have good fun, go to work, come home and enjoy themselves and leave all the big problems to the special people that come out of special wombs above them. Yes. And that's how they've been trained. And, and Bugatti, they have to start taking back the fact that they are responsible for their own lives, which means they have a big say on what happens in their own lives. That's where it's got to start. It isn't going to start with firearms. It's going to start with what, how, you, it's how you perceive yourself. If you can't perceive yourself as a sovereign being with the right, as much right to exist as the Queen of England, uh, then you don't have a chance, you don't have a, 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 a foot to stand on. And that's the bottom line here. You see, you can, you can watch all the big movements, or even not so big movements, movements start and come and they go and generally they falter away through lack of finance until the next catastrophe comes along and, and, and another group forms and takes over and now we're all focused on the next catastrophe um, I'm sure when they start recent plagues we'll have inquiries into that that don't make any sense either and then more groups will form but God have a, con- a continuum here, it's a continuum of not just what's happened it's where all of this is intended to go and, and we see what's happening in, in the daily papers as to the fact we're losing all our rights, all our privacy at an incredible rate according to plan because it's all been written about long ago and we're sitting back um, taking it we're also concentrating on what's happened uh, in 2001 we don't see the casualties that's happening by the day or the fact that why not concentrate on the fact that your troops are all over in the Middle East and and they want to conquer Iran next and then go after Syria and a few other why not concentrate on that main point because once the last of those countries go under and, and get made part by force of the international banking system the World Bank and their culture has changed as well, then we have nothing to compare our own culture to. In the past, it was easy to look somewhere else and say, my goodness, we have it good here. But when you don't have anyone to compare your culture or your way of living to, uh, then you're in the dark. You're in the dark ages once again, where the ones at the top dictate to you, and they'll tell you how good you have it, and you'll believe them. That's the sad truth of that. Now I've got Derek in Vermont there. Are you there, Derek?
0: Yeah, hey, well, it's good to good to talk to you I'm, I'm here. So, um yeah, I, I'm sorry I missed the of your show, but I, I just wanted to just say that it's it's really disheartening when you, you talk to your friends who you who are pretty close to a But it's, uh, there's so much that they wanna hold on to uh that they just they can't really It can't go that step further that will make them really kind of understand, like, how serious
2: the situation is. Yeah. Uh, I I caught bits of that because we're getting this distortion again. It's all this distortion uh, that's coming through. Could you try and reiterate some of that there?
0: Okay, well, I was just talking about um, how when when you're trying to, like, relay the message to the people who are so close to the lake, you know, they understand so much. Of, of what you're saying. But then, you, maybe you say, let's say you try and point them to the sky when the uh, aerosol is really bad, uh, and they just, they, they kind of look back down, you know? Although they yeah. get most of what you're saying, uh-huh. they, there's some things that they, they just, they can't let go of.
2: They can't let go of. And also, here's another thing too. When you When you think an organization has started up, Uh, and it's a natural uh, phenomenon. when when people think an organization has started up it's just like a political party if they seem to be speaking for you you sit back and and you do you go back into your old way of life thinking something's been taken care of on my behalf by other people you see and so and so you're quite correct They, they, they follow what seems to be Um, almost a courtroom drama where you have various groups trying to demand of the government that they start to admit and fess up on things and that's not going to happen because the whole intent of starting a war is not just the start of it it's all the plans that you want to implement once it's happened we have an awful lot of of, uh, laws to toss in the old fire once this is over that's been passed that we don't want on the books and that would take years to unravel and years to get it all into that old furnace and turned into smoke so that we can start breathing again uh, more freely and have room to move around. Uh, so it's a human thing to to, to to gravitate towards what seems to be popular groups. And as you say, meanwhile, they're being sprayed every day from the skies, which I think personally is going to have what, what the most detrimental effect on our health, but probably worse than any plague could have, uh, hold on, and we'll, f- we'll finish this part after these messages. Hi, I'm Alan Watt, and this is Cutting Through the Matrix. And Derek from Vermont, are you still on the line? Yeah, I'm here. Yeah, you make a good point there, because the war is still going on, and meanwhile it's going on every day, it It didn't stop back in 2001, we're being poisoned from the air on a pretty daily basis, I see the effects on on people around, I know when they turn into zombies and become all tired and lethargic, Uh, people are complaining of various problems with their muscles, Uh, they get cramps in their legs and so on, that's all new, it's pretty widespread. Lots of people have got skin problems breaking out. Bronchial problems are, are rampant. And no one wants to talk about the war that's happening over our heads every day because no big group has come up to make it popular. And that's how people are. They follow the big groups just like they follow the stars. Uh, it, it's a sad phenomenon, but it's true. Yeah, I know.
0: Actually, my daughter has been pretty serious on this, uh, been, We had a, we had to collect this show up at the ER. Uh, of course, it seemed like it was a natural thing for people to be bringing their young ones in there. Uh, but what wasn't natural is that what was funny is they had a cop, an uh, EMT, I guess, uh, sit in on a visit, which I guess isn't really regular, but that was pretty interesting. But, yeah, this, this spraying is uh, its a little bit too much to believe, I guess. Like, I don't know if they're waiting for some scientists to come out and you know, tell them it's all right or, or what,
2: but uh... i know and that's that's how the public will be or or some famous person stands up and has a group behind them uh, to make it popular because people follow the stars um you cannot follow the stars uh, as well as getting your plumber on and tell you what's happening just because a star is a star doesn't mean he has any insight into what's happening in the world but that's how the public are led that uh, they've been taught to worship them and um I understand exactly what you're saying. Yeah.
0: Well, uh, it's it for now, and then I'll, I'll talk to
2: you then. Uh, thanks for calling. And I've heard some stars brought on shows, and, and you know, you have the usual thing of famous people and so on. And uh, they talk about one particular subject, but you can tell that they have no clue about the bigger part of the agenda or what's even happening in the weather control department or the fact that they're being sprayed from the skies every day as part of this uh, great um, ongoing manipulation of the weather. Uh, I've watched for the last few days the spraying in the skies. I've got lots of reports from the states. They're building up a storm, and sure enough, they're talking about it hitting uh, Ontario come Monday. And for the weather department to be right on anything, it used to be fantastic. It was generally a toss of the coin. It's either right or wrong. And now they have it pretty well worked out because the storms now are created. They're created and manipulated. And look into uh, the various mainstream newspapers. See the articles that were printed up on weather modification. Go back through them. Look at the one that the Air Force, the, the U.S. Air Force, came out with in mainstream when they said that shortly they would own, not control, but own the weather and that was about four years ago now. Well, guess what they actually do? We're watching China going through one of the biggest, what uh, worst winters they have ever had. Eight million people left homeless. And their and the, the, the beautiful government that's for the people just can't do anything to actually help them because they're just peasants and so on. All the trains have come to a standstill. All, all buses have stopped. And, uh, and yet yeah, China talking about manipulating the weather for the Olympic Games to get them good weather when it comes. Well, if they can do it, guess what they can do with snow. From Hamish myself, up in Ontario, Canada, after a, a pretty bad telephone night because the telephones are all screwy. It's good night, and may your God or your gods go with you.